0: From Happy Cat Studios in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's Rick's Rambles for the week of December the 5th, 2022. Let's get right into our Fun Facts of the Week. Fun Facts This week's Fun Facts are all about a holiday tradition that people seem to either love or hate. There doesn't seem to be any in between. Of course, we're talking about fruitcake. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one, fruitcake dates back to at least Roman times. The Romans mixed pine nuts, barley mash, pomegranate seeds, raisins, and honeyed wine and shaped it into a cake they called satira. The word satire? Well, that's where that word comes from. How did fruitcakes become so popular? Well, in the 1500s and early 1600s, it was the low price of sugar. It wasn't until about 1600 that fruitcake really became a popular thing. There's an article called A Short History of Fruitcake, written by Robert Seitzma, that blames what he calls the fruitcake plague, on inexpensive sugar that came to Europe from the colonies in the 1500s. Number three, well we all know that fruitcake has some serious heft, right? Some people call it like a chunk of lead. Well there's something called the Harper's Index and that is a weight to density ratio and the Harper's Index says that fruitcake has approximately the same density as a piece of mahogany wood. Number four, fruitcake has long been food for royalty. In Victorian England, wedding fruitcake was all the rage. Then it became a mainstay at Christmas and other special occasions. For her own wedding to Prince Albert, Queen Victoria served fruitcake. She also supposedly waited an entire year to eat the last slice, which started our tradition of putting a slice of your wedding cake in the freezer and saving it for your first wedding anniversary. Number five, well we all know this, fruitcake has surprising longevity. Fruitcake can age 25 years and still be eaten as long as it contains the proper preservatives and is stored in an airtight container. 25 year old fruitcake, I would certainly give that a try. (laughs) <laughs> Number six, Truman Capote turned fruitcake baking into a fine piece of short fiction. In December 1956, Truman Capote published a short story in Mad magazine called A Christmas Memory about two cousins. The narrator, a seven-year-old referred to as Buddy, and the other a charmingly eccentric woman in her 60s. The story begins with the woman looking out the window and announcing to the world, It's fruitcake weather. You know what? I think any weather is fruitcake weather. Number seven, fruitcake has traveled to space. The fruitcake was brought along on the Apollo 11 space mission. I had no idea about that. And the uneaten remains are now currently on display at the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum in Washington. DC. Number eight, somewhere along the line, fruitcake became a holiday joke. Many fruitcake recipients have chosen to re-gift the confection throughout the ages, but Johnny Carson is widely credited with giving the baked good a bad rap in December 1985 when he quipped on The Tonight Show, the worst Christmas gift is fruitcake. There's only one fruitcake in the entire world and people just keep sending it back and forth to each other. Number nine, there's something as a tasty fruitcake. Well, I absolutely agree. In 1989, just a few short years after Johnny Carson's infamous skit, Dana Klein wrote a lengthy article for the New York Times titled Just in Time, a defense of fruitcake. In quote, she talks about the Greenberg family bakery in Manhattan that says the problem with fruitcake is not that the cake itself is too dry, but instead they don't use fresh ingredients. He insists that his bakery is only made with proper fresh ingredients and it's fantastic. You know, I've been looking for a reason to get back to New York City and I think I just found it. There you have it, a few Christmas fun facts about fruitcake. Well, this week's good news story is about a book that I stumbled upon, and I can't wait to read it, and I want to share the story about how this book came to be with you all. I'm always looking for books that inspire me to feel optimistic and positive about the world, and stumbled across this one. It's called Humankind changing the world one small act at a time. Author Brad Aronson was inspired to write Humankind when his family went through one of the most difficult times of their lives. His wife, Mia, was in the middle of a -a two-and-a-half-year treatment program for leukemia when a patient advocate suggested that Mia, Brad, and their five-year-old son, Jack, create projects to create a distraction and a focus for those hours that they were spending in the hospitals every week. For Brad's project, he wrote about the small acts of kindness by friends and strangers that had carried his family through Mia's treatment and recovery. But when he was done, he felt compelled to keep going. What about all the other stories out there? Other stories about seemingly small acts of kindness that had an extraordinary impact, often changing thousands of lives. He decided to seek them out, and those are the golden threads that weave a heartfelt tapestry in this book. In the book Humankind, you'll meet Rita Chiavone, who decided to cook an extra portion of dinner every night to feed someone in need. Her evening ritual led to a movement that now provides more than 500,000 meals a year. You'll meet Larry Stewart, who was homeless when he received a $20 gift that inspired him to become a secret Santa when he got back on his feet. He went on to give a total of $1.5 million to strangers in need and to build a team of thousands who serve their own communities as secret Santas. And then there's six-year-old Gabrielle, whose simple request started a global kindness movement. You'll meet many, many more heroes like these as well. Humankind will inspire you to see the good in the world and to join in. Each chapter concludes with a What We Can Do section containing practical opportunities for how we all can help. And the Hall of Fame at the end of the book has a well-vetted list of nonprofits that can guide you to easily channel your own energies for good. These pages will leave you feeling warm and grateful. And in keeping with the book's theme, all proceeds from this national bestseller go to the nonprofit Big Brothers and Big Sisters. So far, the best-selling book has raised over hundred thousand dollars. If you're looking for stocking stuffers, you can order five or more copies from the author for only ten dollars each, or you can gift yourself the ebook, which is on sale for only ninety-nine cents through Amazon and Barnes & Noble and Kobo. If you're not in the United States, well, that's a great story about a great book called "Humankind Changing the." World one small act at a time, and we never know what small act we're going to do that might change the entire world. I'll put a link to the book in the show description. So if you want to pick up a copy, it'll be easy for you to do so. With the Christmas season upon us, if you're looking for a meaningful Christmas gift that does some good, let me recommend the company might follow. That's F-A-H-L-O. It's a company that I'm in partnership with. They support wildlife conservation all around the world and they support positive content on the internet. With the purchase of a MyFollow animal tracking bracelet, you're not only supporting animal conservation, you're supporting the Rick's Rambles podcast and other positive content creators all across the world. They make great Christmas gifts. My wife and I both have one. My wife actually has a couple, and they're so much fun to track your animal as it moves around during its migrations. I'll put a link in the show notes and you're Support is always appreciated. And as always, don't forget to share this podcast on your social media and let folks know what you're listening to. And in our nostalgia segment this week, we're going to look at the number one songs from 50 years ago, the year-end number ones from 1972. Number one, The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face by Roberta Flack. By the way, she wrote that song after seeing Don McLean in concert. Number two, Alone Again Naturally, Gilbert O'Sullivan. Number three, Don McLean with American Pie. Number four, Without You by Harry Nielsen. Number five, boy, this was a huge hit, The Candyman by Sammy Davis Jr. Clocking in at number six, I Got gotcha by Joe Tex. I have absolutely no memory of this song. Number seven, one of my favorite songs of all time, Lean On Me by Bill Withers. Number eight, Baby, Baby, Don't Get Hooked on Me. That's, of course, Mac Davis. Have you seen the scene in The Big Bang Theory where Howard Wolowitz sings that? It's fantastic. Number nine, Brand New Key by Melanie. Number ten? Daddy, Don't You Walk So Fast by Wayne Newton. Number 11, Let's Stay Together by the Reverend Al Green. Number 12, One Hit Wonders Brandy from Looking Glass. Number 13, Oh Girl by the Shy Lights. Number 14, Gallery Clocks In with It's So Nice to Be With You. Number 15 was Chuck Berry's only number one hit, My Ding-A-Ling. Number 16, If Loving You Is Wrong, I Don't Want to Be Right, Luther Ingram. Number 17, Heart of Gold. That's Neil Young, of course. Number 18, Betcha by Golly Wow by The Stylistics. Number 19, I'll Take You There by The Staple Singers. And the 20th best-selling song of 1972, Ben by Michael Jackson. There you have it. 50 years ago, the top 20 selling songs of the year. And it's time for our special days this week. Monday, December the 5th is International Volunteer Day. It's National Blue Jeans Day. And it's National Communicate with Your Kids Day. Tuesday the 6th is National Miners Day. National Gazpacho Day. National Microwave Oven Day. Wednesday the 7th is National Letter Writing Day. How long since you've written a letter to someone? It's National Cotton Candy Day. And of course, it's Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Thursday the 8th is National Brownie Day. That's the food, not the Girl Scout. It's National Christmas Tree Day, and it's National Lard Day. Friday the 9th, National Llama Day, National Pastry Day and it's National Salesperson's Day. Saturday the 10th is Dewey Decimal Day, and it's National Logger Day. Sunday the 11th is National Mountain Day. It's National App Day. What are some of your favorite apps? And it's Worldwide Candle Lighting Day. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Rick's Rambles Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please take a moment, share it on your social media, let folks know what you're listening to. And until next week, be kind to as many people as you can, as often as you can. We'll start right now and will make the world a better place.